Hello, my gorgeous people and listeners. Um, welcome to this week's edition of uh, Inside Out Effect. Uh, this is episode nine, and this week we are going to be covering illness and disease. Um, through much requests from people asking for us, we decided to do a podcast this week on that particular topic. Uh, I'm your host, Stephen Jakes from healingthemind.co.uk, and I'm a therapist using the DTO system and a neuro reboot technician. And alongside me, I've got the wonderful and the charismatic, and this week we're going to call you the cuddly Jonathan Shaw. The how, cuddly Jonathan Shaw. Jonathan, how are you I'm doing, my friend? Cuddly. I'm not often described as cuddly, so thank you I for that. I think cuddly. You think cuddly? Yeah, nothing wrong well, with a cuddle. No, 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 there's nothing wrong with a cuddle, though you said you weren't ever going to mention that again. I wasn't, no. no. Uh, now, Jonathan's the creator of the DTO system, which uh, which we both use very successfully. Uh, he's also been a therapist for 20 years, and he's also author of the book uh, Decoding Pain, The Emotional Blueprint to Decode chronic pain and I actually said that right this week close it's the emotional blueprint to healing chronic pain oh, you always get that word slightly wrong you always add that in slightly wrong I always wrong, get the name you? of your yeah, book from I know you should terrible. really read it shouldn't you really I should read you it might, yeah you might, <laughs> might get a name right oh my word <laughs> oh dear it's all gone to pot now yes. what are we doing right so uh, that's it for this week uh, we'll yeah. be back next week this week yes when we've got the name and the title of the book right we'll come back to you yes anyway that's enough of the shameless plug about the book I get it wrong Okay, so yeah. uh, anyway, um, enough of that, like you say. So how you been, mate? I've been really good. Been very, very good. I've been super, super busy, which is awesome. Which yeah. um, I've, I've got helping lo- loads and loads of people. I've missed you this week. Thanks, You've mate. not been around. You've no, been sunning yourself um, and going off gallivanting with your son. But I have missed you. Uh, and I'm sure the listeners have missed as well because we haven't done a podcast for a couple of weeks. No, we haven't. No. Um, but no, I've been very, very good. Um, I've had a lot of clients and lot, lots of different things coming to me, a lot of different problems and some really um, interesting ones coming to me as well. Uh, so that's good. And they've all been getting better as well. Uh, anything really sort of that's been, I want to say strange because it's not really the work, but anything that's a little bit out of the ordinary that, that's been a good success for you or something that you can, you know, that the listeners would probably like to hear about? Well, well it's not necessarily out of the ordinary for me because I treat a lot of different problems all the time. But I, I want to cover a couple of things that, that perhaps may sound out of the ordinary yeah. to, to people. So one of my clients came to me recently and she was experiencing shooting pain going up her back and hip pain now this particular lady is pregnant and she was partly putting her pain down to the fact she's pregnant and partly down to the fact she was laying on a mattress on the floor well I mean mattresses um, are killers these well days, that's right they? apparently so yeah and so this lady came to me first with a shooting pain going up her back and she like most pregnant women believe that the pregnancy is causing the back pain now i want to point out i've treated people for many many years pregnancy does not cause back pain uh, i don't believe whoever put us on this earth would say you know what we'll give women this amazing ability to give life to create beautiful life and give birth to amazing people but when they're pregnant we'll cause them to suffer with it yeah it's complete nonsense yeah um, but we too. get taught it because when you if you do get pain when you're pregnant you just go to doctors and he goes oh it's a pregnancy and they just brush it off has absolutely nothing to do with it so what this lady did came to me um, and I looked at the way she was moving. So one of the three causes of pain is the way someone moves. And I, I treated the back a little bit. She did have a trap nerve and I released that for her. But then I looked at the way she was moving and basically what she was doing, she was using her, her back to move rather than her legs. So her legs were too far apart and she was probably doing this because she felt she had to do that to carry the weight of the baby and that's just not true. You don't have to do that, ladies. Uh, if you stand correctly with your feet at the correct distance apart and for women your feet should be slightly narrower than your hip width so not the same as your hip width but slightly narrower than your hip width and if your legs are in that position you'll be able to support yourself and the baby 
and you won't put any external pressure on your back. But what she was doing was, is she was actually sitting and standing incorrectly as well. So she was sitting and standing using her back rather than her legs. She wasn't pushing with her legs out of a chair and sitting down with her legs into a chair. And this was causing the shooting pain up her back. Uh, so we fixed that, and then she came to me the next week with the hip pain. And she believed the hip pain was caused by due the to mattress. pregnancy. Due to, well, no, she actually believed it was due to the due to the the mattress because uh, she couldn't sleep in the bed at this time because her partner just had an operation and he was sleeping with their son. So she was sleeping on the floor with a very thin mattress, and she bought into the idea the mattress was causing the pain because when she laid down at night, that's when she got the pain when she laid on the mattress. However, that's not really the way pain works. External things don't cause pain. It just looks like they do. So what's actually happening is, because she had her hips so far apart, she was actually stressing her hips all day long. Right. So all day long, her hips were in stress, and they were doing something in a position they shouldn't be in. At night, when you lay down, you go into repair. Yeah. Now, repair phase is where you get pain. You don't get pain in the stress state. And we're going to cover the the, 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 the two phases in a minute when we talk to illness and disease. This is an example of the two phases. But at night, that's when you get the repair. And that's when your muscles ache. So, of course, when she lay down, she went into repair. So all I did was showed her how to correct her standing movements and her walking with her hips. One week later, she comes back and she says her hips have not felt this good in ages. She's still sleeping on the mattress. There's no, no change. So... I, I, it was unusual because most people don't hear of that. Most people don't go to the doctors when they're in pain or they don't get pain resolved when they're pregnant because they just blame the pregnancy or the mattress. It has nothing to do with those things. If it was, I wouldn't be able to solve this lady's pain. Uh, and I've been able to solve other people's pain in the same way by not blaming the object. I think it's really, really common. You speak to so many people that have got pains, aches, pains, sicknesses, illnesses, bugs or whatever, and it'll always be, oh, it's because of my chair, it's because of my work, it's because of the yeah. way I've been sleeping, it's the yeah. mattress, it's, um, you know, it's uh, I've been driving too long, this, that, any other, and it's all the time yeah. we're always blaming something external for the discomforts that we have. We- and I'm, I'm, for me, I mean, I've done that for most of my life until obviously I started learning a lot more about what really causes pain. But, I, I myself was guilty of it for many times. I remember saying to I remember when I first met you and uh, you telling me about my back. I went, no, it's not that. Mm. <laughs> you did. So you totally you, were... you flatly denied it. You flatly denied what I was saying. I and did, I just yeah. sort of left you to it. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and that's what I do. If people won't, don't, I, mean, I don't often don't give advice I, to strangers, but we met a network. You did network, met a network. And right? I was trying to help you. I see you're struggling. Yeah. You're going, no, no, it's definitely this, mate. And, and you didn't listen to me at no, all. No, I didn't listen to and, you. And, and that's okay. You know, people often don't, and I don't actually normally offer advice when I just meet someone unless yeah. they actually ask me for it. Um, but that's, the but that's is, the problem is, is because of that. Because yeah. we get we're told and we learn and we hear and we read and we watch and we yeah. do so much nonsense. And the other thing as well is what the other thing we do, and I say this to everyone that comes and sees me, when I do my little preamble about what we do is we'll get a feeling. Now, the pain will be a feeling. Then we make shit up. Then we believe the shit we make up and then we behave in accordance with it. That's and right. that's what we do mentally, physically and emotionally. And we're doing it all the time. Uh, and we've we've been, just, we we have been trained to do that through society. It's, it's, an, it's, it's a fantastic way to sell pillows, mattresses, chairs. It's a brilliant way to sell new things. Um, but unfortunately, it's and, not the cause of pain. And, yes, and them creams you rub in for your uh, back. Yeah, all, the, all those creams you see on the TV <laughs> that have this, oh, yeah. take the burning away. Yeah. Well, I, Gets I, right that, to the, the point. Coil, yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, 
that's not pine, that's not how pain works mm. so uh, it is a bit of a problem but because we're so indoctrinated with this belief system that external things create pain and it's symptom uh, management again and it's managing symptoms. Symptoms. symptoms whereas this yeah. lady was suffering and it was very simple with a couple of weeks all the pain was solved and um, I actually posted this on uh, a, a sample of this on Instagram and a lady messaged me saying oh my god that's genius I wish I'd known this a year ago when she was pregnant yeah. uh, because it would solve the pain quite dramatically now yes this lady also had a trap nerve which I had to release <laughs> And she needed muscles worked a little bit. But just by correcting your posture, not your posture, the way you're moving, because posture's a myth, the way you're moving, if you correct the way you move, then actually your pain will reduce quite a bit, if yeah. not go. There are three things that cause pain, but movement's one of them. Yeah, I mean, I can, ver- I can verify that, because obviously, you know, with me and my back issues that I've had over the last many years... Uh, since I coming to see you and changing just a few of the way I've been standing and where I'm putting all my where, where I'm sitting and how I'm sitting and where yeah. I'm just literally where I'm just changing my leg positions where I'm standing and stuff it's made a massive difference for me and I also feel I've got stronger by doing that as well you will do because you're actually you're using your legs properly yeah so you're not Sorry. using your back or your other parts of your body to move you're actually using your legs so your legs become stronger yeah and the other parts of your body relax off and ease. Mm. Um, you know, I have, I've had clients come to me and they weren't able to strengthen their knees or their, their glutes. One guy came to me and he couldn't strengthen his glutes. And no matter what exercise he did, no matter what physio he went to or what spe- expert in techniques he went to in exercise, his glutes wouldn't strengthen. And part of the problem was because the person who was giving the exercise was not an expert in movement. They might be an expert in exercise, but not in movement. So when he was doing his movements, he still wasn't using his legs properly. So he was actually using his back to move rather than his legs. So his glutes would never strengthen. Mm. And every time he walked, every time he went somewhere, he was still using his back, not his legs. So you look like a hunchback of Notre Dame with very weak legs. Uh, Kind of, yeah, a little bit like that, (laughs) except he didn't quite have the the massive hump there. Um, But he wasn't quite stooped over that much. But he was actually, but it's a funny image in my mind, because I know him quite well, so I can see that now. Um, But no, he was was actually quite an athletic person. He was a tennis player. And he, he just... It, once I taught him how to move correctly and showed him how to do the exercise correctly with the correct movement, his body started to strengthen again. Yeah. So it does weaken you, and people don't realise it. And um, and the way we move is very important. And I could do a, spend a whole day lecturing well, on really, how we yeah. move. I have, yeah, pretty much. Yes. Once we <laughs> well, got past the whole yeah, so book, next week we'll be talking about uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> illness and, and disease. And the other one, <laughs> no, the one, one more I want to talk about, which is illness and disease. I really want to specify yeah. this is a lady heard our anxiety talk yeah. and she contacted me and she has health anxiety. She has other anxiety as well, but the main well, one's the one health done anxiety. The no, 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 no. The, the, all the anxiety talk oh, we talked the, about oh, on, on the, the podcast. podcast. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay. She contacted me from Florida and she's been suffering from health anxiety and she tried absolutely everything to get rid of the health anxiety. She's been to so many things. She's learned so many things. And within a few weeks... I spoke to her last night. Her health anxiety is now 50% better. So in a few short weeks, we reduced it by 50%. We're still working together, but it's now reduced. It's now starting to go. Yes. Um, and That's she's had it for a long time. That's fantastic. And, but now it's starting to heal, and she didn't think that was ever going to be possible. So I just wanted to, to say to you that you know that, that, that health anxiety is actually one of the worst ones. I actually had a guy come to me recently, and he, he was unable to sleep with health anxiety um, because of something happened on his honeymoon. And he's been struggling to sleep, and that made it worse. And now we've actually got him back to sleep, and he's actually sleeping better now. And we're now just dealing with bits around the edges. But his health anxiety was so bad, he was frightened to go to sleep. Oh, so it's, it's, a, it's a it's a he's no, okay it's a, now. He's uh, he's he's much better now. Again, he's about sixty percent better, and we're still working together. But in the past four or five weeks, it's reduced right the way down. It's fantastic. Um, and, I mean, some uh, and a lot of people out there are probably suffering with this for 
tens of years, years, tens of years. Oh, people suffer sleep problems you know, all the time. They don't really understand the root cause of it, so yeah. they can never really change it. Yeah. But but it is a it's quite a simple thing to 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 change once you once you know once you know where the root causes and you use DTO, it will it will gradually switch off. Yeah, fantastic. So. Now, yes. what about you? I know you've been away, but yeah. you've had some good case studies. You've yeah, some... I have actually. I had a lovely time. I went to Spain with my son. Mm-hmm. Um, went to a fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. It was really good. Um, I don't. So I don't get to see him very often. So when I do, I try to spoil him as much as I can. Well, not so spoil him, but spend as much quality time with him as I can. Yeah. I, you know, I have to fly over to Ireland and pick him up, and then have to fly him back here, and then within a couple of days, I fly him back out to Spain. Cracking day, crack, uh, cracking holiday. Apart from we had one little accident where he slipped on a, one of the water slides that they have at the hotel. It's like a water park hotel. And he, slipped, he was climbing up one of the slides and he slipped, ran down and brushed, broke his tooth in half. Did he break the slide? or uh, He broke the slide. Oh, yeah. dear, damn it. Yeah. That's not good, um, isn't it? Damn it. So... Oh. Hope the slide's okay. Like I was insured, so... Oh, right. brilliant. Yeah, no. Yeah. no, I'm teasing folks, no. Uh, yeah, so uh, it's, no, it's all right, though, isn't Yeah, it? well, well today, I mean, today, I mean, I got back, what did I, I got back yesterday night about half past five, and I'd already booked an appointment with a dentist, went to see the dentist this morning, yeah. and I've already remade his tooth. So he's sitting in the other room right now watching... Yeah, he's in back, he's having a little chat, a little yeah, conversation, he's, really he's, fine, so, yeah. he's paid me... Uh, a trillion, trillion pounds, trillion pounds. It is invisible, trillion yeah. pounds, which I think is even he's cooler. Such a cracking little boy, um, and I'm so yeah. proud of him. No, he's he's such kid. a good kid, and uh, and he and he really managed it well. The funny thing was was that um, whilst uh, after he'd done it, he was really traumatised by it, and um, met this lovely girl called Imogen out there. Um, she was like the rep there. Anyway, she had the same thing happen to her when she was a kid. So she was like talking to him and telling him it was all right. But that sort of calmed him down a little bit. So anyway, I went back up to the room and I was just cuddling him really. I just had him in my arms and I was cuddling him. He was crying away. And I just DTO'd it. I said to him, like, when you think about it, because he kept saying, I can't stop thinking about doing it, which was reliving it over well, and over really again. Over yeah, so yeah. what I did is I said, okay, I said, when you think about that, I said, I didn't ask him, I said, when you think about that, is that working for you? Would you like to think something else? And he was like, yeah. And I just DTO'd the trauma bit out of him. Within about 10 minutes of me doing that, he was quiet on the bed watching the cartoons in Spanish and he's been yeah. absolutely fine ever since so yeah. that was fantastic for me because I've been able to actually use it on my little boy yeah, yeah, a lot sorry. of people have been using detail on their kids whereas it works very well on kids yeah. um, because they have very little in their system so yeah, things drop out quickly resistant, so I and I actually had a lovely message from one of my past DTO students uh, from 2016 she just messaged me randomly out of the blue saying thank you so much for DTO I, I, I had a trauma, I clean it myself, and I use it on teenagers all the time. It works like a charm. Yeah. Uh, and this is a, a, a highly trained therapist in her own right. Yeah. Um, and um, she said it just works so quick. And I was, it was just out of the blue. I didn't even, you know, it was a lovely message to get out of the blue yeah. from somebody, you know, who's used it in the past, who's learned it in the past. Yeah, so I had a really good holiday. I obviously come back, uh, but, but just before I went away, uh, I had, uh, I've had some really, really great results uh, using the DTO system. In particular, I had uh, somebody who had anxiety anxiety for nearly 20 years, really struggled, really, really struggled with everything. And um, she couldn't go out, she couldn't go to new places, she couldn't meet new people, she couldn't basically do anything, really. Um, she would just suffer everywhere she went, and it was crippling her life. So she was never able to go out of her house. Every time she thought about going out of her house, she would then get anxiety. Every time she thought about speaking to anybody new, she was uh, she would uh, um, uh, literally not be able to communicate. Just like me just then, I had a yeah, yeah, yeah. So is that I'm working just, for I've you? Got podcast anxiety. So she um, 
Yeah, so she she really struggled her whole life. She you know she wouldn't go to do any go to new classes, do anything new, um, and so she really struggled with that. And she come to see me, and uh, she's had it for twenty years, I believe. I think that was the figure. She's about twenty years, and I think within fifty minutes, I managed to switch the whole lot off. And um, I actually go to that was just before we went on holiday, mm. and I went into town to get my euros to change my euros up. And funny enough, I bumped into her in, actually in, in my precinct. And I was like, "Oh, hello!" Bearing in mind, I'd seen her a couple of hours before. And I said, "What are you doing in town?" And she turned around and said, "I'm off to the gym." Great. And so you know uh, that made me feel so great because yeah. ultimately, you know, she'd been suffering for so long, and I sort of knew this woman before she came and saw me anyway. Right. Um, and she said, oh, I wanted to come and see you, but I was too anxious. <laughs> so, you so, know. Yeah, that can sometimes be the problem. Yeah, but she broke. But 20 years of anxiety yeah, gone about 20 in, years. in just under an hour. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. Yeah, and it turned yeah, it was. And, and you know, and then to see her a bit later on down the, going to the gym yeah. really reinforced that. Yeah, you know, that it had worked. Yeah, because she wouldn't have do that before. No, she no, no, no. no. no I mean, she, 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 I mean, she wouldn't. I mean, she knew me. I mean, she very struggled to come and see me, and mm. I was. I'm, I'm quite a friendly, approachable guy, and so, uh, and I, and she would always stop and talk to me, but, and I knew her quite well, so I've heard to actually come to me about that. So anyway, really great success story with that. Really pleased with that one. Um, that was a real win for me. Uh, and also, there was another young lady, it's a new girl that I've been seeing. It's only the second week. She drives a long way to come and see me. Actually, she drives a good few hours to come and see me. And one of her issues was um, she has massive problems with spending money. Mm. And she's a quite successful, very successful young lady, very, very attractive uh, young lady, very successful. Um, but she said to me, oh, God, this is getting ridiculous. I mean, she bought two cars in the last three months. Oh, wow. You know, That's, as well as spending. Yeah, and she just, and like she spends, just wasted her money on crap. Mm. Well, that was the exact words. I just spend my money on crap all the time. Mm. And it's getting to the point now where it's it's escalating more and more and more and more and more. Mm. And so um, I just... Obviously, there's a lot of self-worth issues going on there. She's, you know, she's always going on about her not being good enough. Mm. Her main thing is, oh, I'm not good enough. And so once I found out the core thing was that she's basically just spending money to give herself a temporary distraction or a temporary hit from yeah. the way that she was feeling... And so, um, you know, it was, it was, you know, she, she was really successful and lots of money in a very short period of time. She's virtually skinted herself right. because you can't stop spending the money. So anyway, yeah, so I got to these self-worth issues and I got to the beliefs that she had about herself. And once I switched them off, um, she, at the time, she was like, well, I don't think it's worked. And then three or four days later, I was uh, sitting on a, on a, next to the pool and on my holiday and I go onto Facebook and there's a massive... Thing just telling me how grateful she is, that's how much it's changed her life. Her next day, her mother phoned me up and said, I know you're on holiday, but my, you won't, I can't believe what you've done to my cat. I said, what's right. that? She goes, she's, since she's seen you, she's a different person, completely right. different person. So I was like, oh, thank you very much for calling me today. She goes, no, I haven't phoned you up to tell you that. I want to come and see you. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> so, that's fantastic. So, so now I'm seeing mum oh, wow. as well. So, so that was really, really great, the fact that, because I know for a fact... That she's now stopped in spending money. She, you know, she's going. I think she normally spends about three hundred pound on crap. And now it's down to fifteen quid. Right, right. So that was a really, really good, good success. And yeah, yeah. and mum phoned me up to thank me. She yeah. said she can't believe the change in her. So no, really yeah. pleased with that. It's two really cracking results for me. I've had some other ones as well. Obviously, because I'm seeing a lot, a hell of a lot of people now. But they're the two standout ones for yeah. me. Really, that made me feel really. Yeah, that's it made right. me feel good. Yeah, because when me. when when your family around you or the people, your friends around you recognise the change, that's actually very powerful because yeah. often the people themselves they do recognise it but they don't always totally recognise the change yeah. um, and uh, obviously with instant ones like that they do but it's not always instant sometimes it takes a few well, weeks to clear she t- she's, she's a cat 
You know, like we have dogs that get it straight away, and they get it, and cats that take a long time for them to go away into a little drip feeding. So she's definitely a cat. Because, like I say, I always text my the people the next day. And I said to her, oh, how are you feeling today? You know, you're in a good place. Where are you at? Let me know where you're at. When she texted me back, she said, to be quite honest, I don't know. I don't feel anything. I don't know if it's worked. Yeah. And that was the next morning. That's right, yeah. Four yeah. days, three or four days later, yeah, she's yeah. all over Facebook going, my life's changed. I can't thank this man enough. So well, it's just well, funny how those things take a little bit of a... Well, sometimes the cells need a chance to settle. When you take something out, the cells need a chance to settle um, for it, the cells to readjust themselves. Uh, and the brain yeah. chemistry to readjust itself to almost take you back to being who you are. Uh, and it takes a few days with the cell sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I can just vouch for that because I think, uh, last, because obviously having my son and being really busy with yeah. with some stuff we're going to go on about in a minute, but I found myself not having given myself a break. Mm. And I've noticed a huge change, a big, a really big change in me in the last couple of weeks, not doing anything. Not doing anything yes. Yeah, and I found myself because being really, really confident, really happy, and really, really centered and grounded. And I feel because great. You so much work, all that work has now had a chance to settle. Yeah. Um, and as it's now settled, uh, you've just gone to being more of who you are. Yeah. But it did, you did require that settling period. Sometimes I have to stop for a week yeah. and to give myself a chance to settle to find out what else is there. Or just to, to see how much of it has gone. So that after you've done quite a lot, that's a good thing to do. Yeah, cool. Right, okay, so well, um, I mean, 20 minutes in and we haven't even done a... No, no, yet, no, so no, we're going to get us a good bit now, yeah, guys. Get, well, go. yeah, I mean, well, so just just to let you know that we have, uh, Jonathan and myself now have officially launched the Inside Out Effect as a, as a business. Um, it's uh, quite funny, really, because we it was uh, we talk about law of attraction quite a lot. Yeah. And uh, the day that we set the business up, we went had lunch, didn't we? That's and right. We were yeah, uh, yeah. planning what we was going to put on our banners and stuff. I come home and believe it or not, within four hours of us setting that business up, I got a phone call from someone who I haven't spoken to for a while, and he basically phoned me up and said. Uh, I might have got you into my business. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Like, just like, unbelievable. Yeah. So people who think the law of attraction is a load of old nonsense, uh, as soon as we set up the business, we haven't even advertised it and someone phoned me up That's asking right. us to go and work with their stuff. And it's a very big company in London. It's a huge agency in London. So that was yeah. just law of attraction. Law of attraction working. works absolutely perfectly once you clear your blocks. Uh, yeah, so, so we've got no blocks around it. No, we've got no blocks around it. Yeah. And we are doing another law of attraction uh, workshop Yes. Um, in on the twenty first of August seventeenth. Uh, sorry, it? no, apologise. Seventeenth of August. Yeah. Uh, in Greys, and you can find that on Eventbrite, or you can go to um, our website. It's actually, uh, oh, it's not on our website. It's on our Facebook page. Um, on my Jonathan Shaw's and Stevens, it's yeah. on there. Uh, and uh, if you can't find it, just uh, email us, and we'll send you a link. It is in the UK, obviously. It's a live workshop. But if anyone wants to attend that, it's a two hour workshop on us teaching. Uh, Which normally takes four hours. Normally takes four hours. The one they did while he was away, they did while yeah. he was away, that was another three and a half hours. Yeah, it was, it was full. And everyone was so, you know, enthusiastic and asked lots of questions and yeah. and it was it opened their eyes to how to get law attraction to work for you fully. Yeah. Um, so yes, that is going to be happening again. And we've got quite a few other talks about that booked up. Yeah, we have. We've got up. quite... And also we've got our own workshop that we're going to be doing, which is going to be an extensive four-day workshop where myself and Jonathan were hoping teaching a a whole wide range of just more than the workshop is, is actually going to get it to work for you um, yeah, in, and, its, yeah, in its entirety. And, and we're going to cover the whole lot about against law of attraction to work and how to clear all your guilts and shames and stuff that go And we're going to teach the DTO system to clear the guilts and shames. We're yeah. actually going to be teaching you how to use DTO to clear your, your, your sabotage, your blocks, your past traumas to get 
uh, law attraction to work for you. Yes, and we know from our own experience that that works, uh, especially in my experience and uh, many of the people that I work with, as soon as I start clearing their stuff, stuff, stuff starts to happen for them. Yes. Great. Okay, so let's get on to uh, the actual main body content of the podcast. And um, we're going to be talking about illness and disease. Yeah. Um, then, you know, there's a... There's plenty of illness and disease in the world, and everyone's always talking. Way too much. Way too much. Yeah, we're always talking about it, and everyone's always got a point of view, or a perspective, or an explanation, or a reason. But today, I think what we're going to be doing is we're going to be handing over to Jonathan, who's going to talk about the traditional viewpoint of of where the uh, the the traditional viewpoint operates from, and the model that you uh, that you follow. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so let's go with the traditional point viewpoint, and um, okay, yeah. Where do you want to start? Well, I mean, the, the traditional. I mean, there's so much illness and disease out there at the moment, and the the truth is, it's not getting better; it's getting worse. You know, we're not getting better with illness and disease; we're getting worse with it, and more and more people are having them. And the the problem is with the model that we all follow, the traditional model of why we become ill and diseased, um, doesn't work. Uh, and we can see it doesn't work because everyone's getting sicker and sicker. So the traditional model uh, is when you're ill and diseased that you're broken and you've malfunctioned, you've gone wrong somehow. And when you look at it like that, you can't fix it because it's like we're mechanical and we can't be fixed. Now, I'm going to explain to you why doctors or traditional medicine believe we're mechanical and we've broken and malfunctioned somehow. Uh, so it comes from actually science. So medicine took their, their, their understanding of illness and disease from science. And it came from the 1600s when Isaac Newton was around. I'm sure everyone's heard of Isaac Newton who discovered gravity. And at that time, in the 1600s, uh, before Isaac Newton came along, there were two schools of theory about the world. One was the world of mechanical, and one the world was energetic, and they just argued it out. But when Isaac Newton came along and discovered gravity, uh, everyone went, oh, wow, gravity, that's mechanical, so the world must be mechanical. And even the energists went, oh, my God, it must be mechanical. So the, the scientists then said, well, the world's mechanical, and doctors went, well, okay, if the world's mechanical, then people are mechanical, yeah. so we'll treat everyone mechanically. And from the 1600s onwards, that's how they viewed illness and disease. However, in the 1800s, Einstein came out and proved categorically that the world is made of energy. Uh, when he did his E, e equals MC squared thing, and he's proved you know, categorically that it is energetic, and since then... All the inventions that we've had since then, like um, laptops, smartphones, all the, all of these uh, X-ray machines, oh, CT scans, microwaves, yeah. all of that is actually born out of Einstein's theory that Correct, everything yeah. is made of energy. And even the, the, the doctors, what the doctors use now to diagnose you, the CT scans, the MRIs, the X-ray machines, they are all reading an energy field. They're not reading anything physical. So they are reading your energy, which is Einstein. So ask yourself if this makes sense. The way they diagnose you now, the way traditional medicine diagnoses you, is that everything is made of energy, so they read your energy field. But they still treat you like you're mechanical yeah. from the 1600s. Now, if anyone can actually write in and say that's that's logic, I'd have to punch them because that's not logical. <laughs> I've never I've, I've, I've put that to people loads of times and not one person be able to say that that's logical because it's not logical. It's insane behaviour. Yeah, it is and insane. And people don't realise, and actually doctors don't realise this what they're doing either uh, because they're not aware of it. They're not aware of what the science is and where it's coming from. They're just doing what they're told. Yeah. Which but, makes you wonder why who's telling them. Well, it, well exactly, yes. <laughs> you know, but the problem is you can't fix something that's energetic with mechanics. It doesn't work. Yeah. So there is an element of mechanics, but it's not the full element everyone thinks, and those mechanics are uh, 
controlled by the energy. So you do have to switch the energy off. So the way I look at um, illness and disease is that the body is made of energy and we need to change the energy imbalance. But I don't look at it like an acupuncturist does or um, other energy experts out there who are like Reiki experts and trying to move energy. Yeah. I look at it in a very specific way. Uh, because of many years ago, I stumbled upon something that showed me that was a, a model of how, why we become ill based on the types of shocks and traumas that we have in our lives. Yes. And it showed me that each organ in our body, so every different organ in our body, actually responds to a different type of shock. And if you know the specific type of shock that it's responded to, you can switch the shock off and then the organ changes back to how, how it was originally. Uh, and this, this science is actually in a book called Biology of Belief by Bruce Lipton. Bruce Lipton's actually a cell biologist. He wrote a great book called Biology of Belief. I highly recommend you you read that. And it basically shows us how our cells actually function. Our cells don't function the way traditional medicine would have us believe. Um, and this is a very famous cell biologist. You know, he's, yeah, he's got he's some great videos. I mean, he he's does a lot of the stuff about environment and how the environment yeah. controls the cell. I mean, I've watched a lot of his stuff and lo- right. a lot of his stuff, but yeah. Bruce Lipson is amazing, yeah. But basically what he states in the book is that when we have something happening in our environment, the perception of what happens goes into our our perception onto our unconscious. Yes. The unconscious sends a signal to the cells and then tells the cell how to respond based on how we perceive that event. So if we perceive the event with anger and fear, then we are going to send that into our body and the cell's going to react with anger and fear and alter its structure and function based on the environment. So it acts as sort of cell memory? Uh, it becomes a cell memory, yes. yes. Uh, uh, once it's embedded, it becomes a cell memory and the cell just keeps doing that. Yes. But uh, so... Uh, but it's not. Would that then? I mean, this is. I mean, because this is not my area of expertise, ladies and gentlemen. But I would imagine then that if the cell was holding that as a cell memory, then um, then the external trigger will get that to repeat. Would that? Be? That's right. Yes. yes. So as soon as you, Ooh, as soon as you see the trigger from the memory, the cell then just just, just repeats creates that repeats, repeats that, that function. Yep. So if it's a muscle cell, for instance, yep. and the original trigger was. Um, your mum and dad telling you you're useless when yeah. you didn't pass an exam, if that hit your self-worth somewhere, let's say it hit your knee, because knee's all about performance and competition, so if it hit your knee, any time someone gave you that 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 look of disapproval or being told you were useless, your knee will go off. Do you know what? You're just saying that, right? Yeah. When I was, just before I took my exams, mm-hmm. when I was 15, 15 and a half, I had a, cause my, yeah, won't go there, uh, but no, anyway, okay. really, yeah, yeah, I had yeah. a very difficult upbringing. Right, yeah. And uh, yeah, so just before my exams, I shattered my kneecap. Yep, there you go. So uh, a lot of people... <laughs> so now, you said that, I was just like, oh my God. You know about exams, talk about knee. Yeah, it can, think, it that's it what happened to me like at 15 now. Now, that's a, uh, an injury, um, and we will cover injuries hopefully on another podcast because yep. they, they are similar but, but different. Uh, but that's exactly what can happen. You can yeah. actually injure yourself, and all injuries are results of conflict shocks and union moments. Yes. Um, but although that's traditionally not 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 uh, known. Uh, in fact, I was talking to a guy the other day on uh, over the internet I'm working with him. He's in Australia. And um, I'm working with him with his depression and things like that to heal that. But he came on, he had a really stiff neck. And I said to him, uh, you know, what's happening? And, oh, and he said, um, he said, oh, I'm seeing a physio about it. You know, I, I whacked it when I was skiing and I've had Ryan neck for a while and I just whacked it this weekend when I was skiing. It's really stiff. So I said, do you want me to heal that? And he went, well, yeah, but he didn't really believe me. It could, he, he just perceived it as an injury that he'd whacked on a ski lift. 
And um, so I just, I knew the shock would be related to his business, which was partly what we were lifting. So I knew it was relevant. So I just found the uni moment, switched it all off. And within the space of 30 minutes, all of his neck pain had gone. And he felt better about his business as well because it was connected to his business. And his self-worth had gone up for himself. He couldn't believe it. He couldn't believe I was able to take his pain away from an injury uh, over the internet just by clearing the trauma. Uh, but you can. I do it a lot with people. And it's quite a simple thing to do with something like that. Well, this just leads me on to my experience I had before I went on holiday. Yeah. So uh, I, got my, I was in a situation just before I went on holiday. And someone was uh, asking me certain questions about myself and how far I've come and, and you know, how... I want to say how successful I've become, but you know what I mean? How successful I'm growing and what's how quickly things are happening for us. And as soon as I... So they'd ask me the question. And then I gave them the answer. Then they would attack me. They'd attack me the answer. And I was like, hang on a minute. Right, so you're asking me... You're like setting me up. So you ask me a question. I'm giving you the answer. And then you're then attacking me for the answer that I give. And I really... I got quite upset about it. I didn't take it out. I just, you know, I just just took it on board and I weren't going to make a big deal out of it because I sort of realised that, that it was that person's issue not mine and so I just let it go and uh, anyway uh, about two three days later all of a sudden I had a sore throat and knowing obviously from you it was a sore throat it's something I couldn't swallow which I couldn't swallow because it was found it very difficult to swallow when people's it just didn't make sense you know I found it very difficult to swallow and I had a, my chest was really tight and hurting and this was as I was flying out on holiday and, uh, and I know that had something to do with the anger because there's little things that I've learned from, from yourself. And so when I went, uh, by the time I got to Spain, I had a really sore throat and I had a really tight chest. And I thought, uh, and so I said that to my mum. She goes, oh, you got a, you got a, I'm doing my mum's voice now. Oh, you got a, uh, a chest infection coming. Oh, it's rife. Everyone's getting yeah. it. Everyone's got it. You've got that, you've got that thing that's going around. And I thought, right. I went, okay, mum. But no, it's not. And uh, so that night, I just basically went into that event where I, you know, I just went back to the memory of yeah. the situation of that person asking me the questions. I literally switched off all the anger, all the guilt, all the shame for not sticking up for myself, or, or, or you know, um, and and the anger that yeah. I had. And when I woke up in the next morning, it all gone. Yeah, the whole lot had gone. Perfect. I had no sore throat, no bad chest. Yeah, and it was all because I cleared off those things. So yeah, it was just really just to, to, to prove yeah. that, that our yeah, illnesses are due example. to yeah, it's a classic example, especially with flus and viruses and infections and things like that. That I clear those with people all the time, and traditionally we're taught we catch these things and yeah. and you know we're walking around and we we catch them off of work service and people and germs, yeah. complete bollocks. It's a great way to say that to sell uh, hand know, gels, hand gels and things <laughs> and 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 stuff that you clean work services with. Uh, and um, I'm not saying you should be neat and tidy and clean. You should be. That's fine. Uh, but it's not the way we actually catch things. We don't we don't catch things. And I've proved it so many, so many times. I know it's brand new information, people, and your heads may be exploding. Uh, but I'm switching it, off by now. I've been talking yeah, rubbish. Like nonsense. <laughs> but I've done it so many times. I've done it with viruses, bladder infections, urinary tract infections. I've even switched off a lady's chicken pox for her. Um, and, uh, well, I've got to say, I, you, you're still not sure, but you even I remember last year when I had to take my son back... Um, my skin started flaring up. Contact. Oh, shingles. Shims, yeah, yeah, shingles. Shims, shims, yeah, so, yeah. so you said, oh, no, what's it to do? Who are you losing contact with? I went, I'm taking my son home in three days. He went, well, that's what's caused it. because yeah. it was contact skin. And I come and saw you within a week, it had gone. Mm. I know you said there was the, the antivirals help, but, I mean, within a week, shingles to go within a week. Yeah. I think you've got to give Jonathan some credit for I'm that. Not, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying, you know, but a lot of people take the medication and sometimes it works, but what happens when it doesn't work? Yeah. If it works, great, but I'm about when it's not working. And the people I see... They've had the infection. So a classic example is a guy who came to me with bronchitis um, last year. 
He'd had bronchitis on and off for a year, and he kept going to the doctors, taking stronger and stronger medication. It wasn't getting any better, so he was referred to me. And he was sceptical. He was an open guy to, to self-development improvement, but he was sceptical because he believed that he'd, he'd caught the bronchitis, you know, that the bronchitis was there for some other reason, and um, that he'd got an infection in there. Yeah. And uh, I found the, the conflict shocked, and it was to do with uh, his business partner, uh, and uh, he, he felt that his space was being uh, invaded, and, and um, uh, bronchitis is a territory issue, so it's something in your territory that's, that's made you angry uh, in this particular case. And um, we cleared it all out, and gradually over a few weeks, his bronchitis got, went down and down and down and down until it was pretty much almost gone. And uh, just at the beginning of this year, uh, I saw him again, and um, I hadn't seen him for a while, and he said to me, um, he said to me, it's funny, he said, because I was, I was sitting just after Christmas outside uh, in the fresh air, and I felt my bronchitis come back a little bit, and I thought, oh, it's because it's really cold. And then he stopped himself and went, oh, no. He was actually sitting talking to his business partner, which he hadn't seen for ages, or yeah. ex-business partner, yeah. which he hadn't seen for ages, and that brought the bronchitis back a little bit because the conflict hasn't completely healed uh, because there's a slight environmental part to it, um, but he's absolutely 95% better with it, and the 5% environment he is resolving, uh, hopefully, as we speak. Yeah. I still see him for other things, um, but the bronchitis is pretty much gone now. And all I did was clear the shop, and he couldn't really believe it. He was gobsmacked, and he still went to, oh, it's the weather doing yeah. it, even though it had been cleared, because that's the way our mindset is. Well, you know, another lady... Um, it's I, funny I treat... to say that I do that, so I still do that. I've stopped myself doing that now. Yeah. The amount of times I think, oh, I know what that is, and I go, ah, yeah, 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 come from not make, make up that nonsense, yeah? Yeah. Make it up and believe it. Uh, and now, I'm, obviously, I don't. But even now, even though I know all of this stuff categorically, I still instinctively will go, oh, I must have caught the... the yeah. What am I talking about? I haven't it, caught it. I haven't caught it. Caught it. <laughs> it's a very hard thing to get out of because we've been taught this over centuries. It's been indoctrinated into those centuries that we catch things and, and we're weak and we're powerless and our bodies are fragile. Mm. And they're really, really not. They're amazing things, our bodies. And I'm not telling you this to... to to challenge you, I'm telling you this because if you know this information, you can solve your own, you can solve flus and colds very easily. You don't have to be off with a flu and a cold. Well, Some people may my, take that opportunity. I solved my chest infection and sore throat overnight. Exactly, yeah. And and if you know what you're doing, you can resolve these things very quickly. One of my clients called me up on his honeymoon, and uh, she, well, her honeymoon, her husband had gone down ill on the flight over there and she didn't want her husband ill for two weeks because he was actually quite How ill. selfish of her. Very selfish, yes, I know. <laughs> um, and I just came on Skype with him and, and found the conflict and yeah. switched it off and within 36 hours he was fine. Yeah. Um, I, I did a similar thing with a lady's bladder infection, uh, the lady with chicken pox. Yeah. Uh, she's a good friend of mine. She was due to fly to America for her work. She had to be there. She called me two days before she was due to fly and said I've been grounded by the doctor because I've got chicken pox anything you can do so we spent um, I spent an hour that night um, with her switching it off switching the shock off I spent an hour the next night uh, the next morning I think switching it off she went to the doctor um, within uh, again 24 hours uh, she'd healed her spots had gone and everything and she went back to the doctor and the doctor gave her permission to fly I have no idea what the doctor thought the doctor thought that must be quite miraculous because you and well, everyone knows she was it the first time round well no because the spots <laughs> were there I mean you can see you can see chicken box that's the thing she yeah. looks I mean I, I you know when she came on Skype you could see she was not not right she was not where you see the spots and all the camar lotion shed all over her face and I it was, it's prob- a very visual thing and the doctor told her she could fly so. yeah I think the problem is and this is the key thing is that it's very difficult for people to uh, 
to look at things differently when everybody's being the t- told the same nonsense. That's the and, problem. Yeah. And the other thing as well is that it's all fundamentally to push a product onto you. So it'll either be a cream or it'll be a tablet or it'll be some medicine of this, some variety. Now, you know, uh, and when actually, realistically, um, if we looked at all of this in a slightly different way and realised that actually that the illnesses are being caused from some sort of emotional, suppressed emotion or some emotional shock or trauma or whatever or, what, or, or something that's happened in your environment that can create that, um, then, you know, people would start to look at it differently. But the problem is, is that people love to information repeat. And, you know, I can imagine... You know, and this, I'm not having a dig at all the, but I can imagine all the school mums all talking at the thing. Oh yeah, my boy's got this. Oh yeah, yeah, how is it? They've all got it at the moment. Yeah. Oh, you need to go and see him. The doctor told me blah blah blah, and then they tell them, and they tell them, and they tell them, and they tell them, and yeah. and it's just and it just goes round and round and round and round, and everyone's information repeating as experts because we all like to be experts in information repeating because we've heard it and repeated it. But actually, it's just the, 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 what happens is it keeps us trapped in this this paradigm of traditional viewpoints that don't fundamentally really benefit us. No, it doesn't. And um, it, 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 we do, because we've been taught that so much, that's what we talk about. You know, I, I, I fixed a lady's uh, back pain. She twisted in a chair and twisted her legs around and then pulled her back and she went to see a chiropractor and it didn't really do much to go and see the chiropractor. She was still in pain. And um, she, would have gone, she would have gone for weeks. Yeah, she'd have gone for weeks. That chiropractor would gradually got better, but she had stuff to do. Now I was already treating her for something else. So when I came on for session, I said, "How are you?" She said, "Oh, I'm in pain." I said, "Why?" And she said, oh, "I've pulled my back." I said, "Well, let's fix it." Even though I'd sold her other pain, she because she correlated with an injury that she did, she couldn't see how it could be fixed. So I just went in, found the shock, switched off the shock. I did two mini sessions with her, and within a few days, her pain had gone. But the point is, when she told everyone what had happened and how she sold her pain, they didn't believe her. They were, they were, they were, they were like, "Well, it's not," you know. They couldn't, they couldn't go. Yeah. Comp- but she was up walking around with no pain. Yeah. But they still couldn't grasp the concept. Yeah. But it saved her money. I've got a client. It saved her time and money yeah. by doing it that way. Yeah, I know. And the other thing, I've got a client that's basically come and saw me. Uh, she's been seeing me a while now. And she told her friend that it's just by coming to see me and me clearing up all of her past, lots of traumas and beliefs that she's had, by clearing them up, she's lost the best part of it. I think it must be coming up to about a stone and a half now. Yeah. Right? When she told her friend that, that that's the reason why I haven't, I haven't done anything... I've just basically cleared my traumas and then all the weight's just fallen off. Her friend told her she was talking out of her backside and it was nonsense. Right. Even though she'd experienced it, the yeah. person who hasn't seen me, doesn't know what I'm doing, doesn't really know what's going on, knew more than the pair of us. Yeah, apparently, yeah, they do. They do. They, 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 they seem to know more, apparently, than the people actually experiencing the treatment. Yeah. And that, that is another problem. Um, we, you know, people... It's a problem. They, they, they're very... Because it's, it's their writing on the wall. So if you really believe something, it's your writing on the wall. And this is challenging. Your writing on the wall. It's an expression that, that Gary Craig, who created EFT, came out with. And I, I love that expression. When you challenge someone's belief systems, it can be very hard for them. But it happens every single day. I do it with people constantly. Um, and there's so much science behind it. Read the Bruce Lipton's Cell Biology of Belief. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the information I told you about where doctors got their theory from, that's science. That's not some weird hippie, Jesus-looking person and some gangster sitting next to me type bloke who, 
who just making he's it up. Blood. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's actually science. It's based in science. Yeah. Uh, it's just you don't hear of that. Um, so what we're going to do today is we give some examples. We're going to run through some of the things that we that, that I've solved um, with with looking at it this way and the exact scientific way I do look at it because it is a scientific process. It's not something I've just made up. It, um, it, it, it just and I've sold a lot of my own illness and diseases that I suffered with as well from shocks that I've had. Yeah. So I experienced it myself. And don't get me wrong, when I first learned this, I didn't believe it as well. I was trained in traditional medicine. I was trained in traditional pain, and I didn't really grasp it myself. I, I was open enough to go with it, but I didn't totally believe it until I'd experienced it, until I'd done it on myself, done it on other people, and seen results over 20 years of working with people. And I get people come to me with pain and illness that other people have not been able to solve, where they've been left stuck because they've just been given up on, and which is tragic. I hate that. does my head in. And within a few weeks, I've been able to fix it. And half of those people did not believe me. I think, I think the other thing as well for me is that I'm, you know, I like to think I'm quite a quite an intelligent guy and I do my research and I understand things very, very well. And so, you know, I would always go in and look at specific reasons why and find a traditional viewpoint. And so it's really funny now going in, going into having this belief about what causes what, yeah. then all of a sudden meeting you and learning new information and going, oh, hang on a minute, that actually none of that really actually works and you're probably quite right. I'm open to being open to new information and then going out the other side and actually experiencing it and thinking, oh my God. And then thinking yeah. like, you want, to, you want to tell the whole world, don't you? Yeah, you feel like you, you need to tell, to tell the whole world. world. Yeah, and whoa, 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 whoa. But the whole world is not quite ready for it no, just yet. No, They're exactly. Not, they want, for some reason, we want to believe we're a victim to our problems. And this is yeah. what I hate. The traditional model just leaves you a victim to your problem. I'm not telling you to change your beliefs or make you see I'm telling you this because if you adopt this and think about it like this, you no longer have to suffer. You no longer have to be a victim and be ill and unwell. If you choose to do that, fine. That's but but don't but you don't get any sympathy off of but, us. <laughs> but well, it's not that. It's just that you can, it can be changed. But if you keep thinking the way you do, it will never be changed. Yes, that's, and that's, there's that's, a lot of people out there who don't want to suffer, and the reason they suffer is is because of the way they've been told illness and disease work. Now, I'm not the first person to say this is how it works. There's plenty of other people out there saying it. Um, but what I'm going to explain to you in a moment is a very specific science behind it, and, and that's what a lot of people don't know. And that allows me to find the root of it very quickly, and then with the DTO system, switch it off. Switch it off, yeah. Um, so I, I've explained a little bit about traditional med model, and we've talked about Bruce Lipton a little bit. I highly recommend his book. But now I want to talk about the, um, the actual science behind it. So there's three main things we really want to cover. There's the, the two phases of illness and disease. There's the Udin moment, and then there's the way to switch it off, which is the DTO system, which is my system. So the first part of it is the two phases. Now, the two phases, very, very briefly, um, it's better with a diagram, but obviously you're on audio right now. You have a nervous system in your body called your central nervous system, which is split up into two main parts, your sympathetic nervous system and your parasympathetic nervous system. Forget the complicated names, we're just going to call them stress and repair. So your sympathetic is your stress, your parasympathetic is your repair. Now, whatever symptom you have, no matter what symptom you go through, it falls into one of those two boxes, the stress or the repair. Every symptom. However, traditional medicine keep them separate. They know that if you have a symptom, you're in one of those two boxes, but they keep them separate. They don't even really look at what box you're in. However, in reality, the two boxes are actually connected and you move from the stress 
to the repair in a natural process. Now I'll explain this, this process is natural every single day of your life, you're doing it all day long, so when you wake up in the morning and you get out of bed, you are putting yourself under a slight cells stress. Cells naturally do that anyway, don't they? They do, they naturally yeah. do. So when you, you get up in the morning, you, you step out of the bed, you're putting your body into a slight stress. And walking around, moving around, you are slightly stressing your body. At night, when you sit down and relax, you move into repair. So any damage you did, anything you did that was too much, you'll feel tired, you'll feel exhausted, you might be achy and sore, and that's your repair phase. Uh, exercise does the same thing. When you're actually exercising, you are putting yourself into the stress state by doing the physical exercise, and then later on, you're sore and you ache. That's the repair phase. Bodybuilders do this on purpose. Bodybuilders will stress the muscle so much, they'll tear it. That's the stress part. Then they later on it will burn. That's the repair part. But they know that to make the muscle stronger, they actually have to weaken it first by tearing it. Uh, this so there's a natural process all day long. When we're working and we we have a holiday, uh, we go into we've got the stress of work. When you go away and you relax, you go into repair state, and you often come out with flu or virus. Well, I was not like that for two you, days myself. Exactly. Not because you've caught a flu or virus, but because you've gone into repair. So this process happens naturally every day in lots of ways. But if the process gets started unnaturally with a Udin moment, and I'll explain the Udin moment in a minute, then the process now starts unnaturally. And now you have emotions and thoughts in there, which shouldn't be there. And now you get stuck in one of the two phases. You either get stuck in stress or you get stuck in repair. Now, common symptoms of stress, so you know if you're in stress, are uh, cold fingers and toes, Obsessive thinking, loss of sleep, loss of appetite, uh, uh, re uh, reduction in weight, so you lose weight, constipation. These are all typical stress states. I've been stressed General all year stress then. you have, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what that was. Um, so these are, Is that me, is it? Yeah, so you met me, that's what so it is. Yeah, you've been constant stress. And typical repair states are calm thoughts, so quiet mind. Feeling tired, uh, uh, diarrhea, warm hands and toes, uh, digestion, uh, appetite returns. These are all common symptoms of the repair state. Now, each organ in your body has a different symptom in stress and repair, a very specific one. And that's important for the practitioners to know of this, so you can solve the problem, but that's too complicated. I'm not going to that now. But it's important to know that you move from stress to repair. And it's a beautiful, beautiful process. And I'm going to give you some examples of this. So, for instance, the lady I mentioned with the back pain, who she twisted her legs and thought she'd injured herself, basically what happened is she was in a stress beforehand about something. She sat down in the garden and relaxed. And when she relaxed, she moved into repair. And when she moved into repair, that's when she pulled the muscle. Because the, the Udin moment, the shock, was about her self-worth, it was about her feeling walked over, uh, it hit her lower back because that's what the lower back's about, feeling walked over or your core value's gone against. And when she moved, it just it just went into repair. She thought it was a bad thing, but actually, no, it's a good thing. Repair's actually a good thing. What's not good is you shouldn't get stuck in it, and a lot of people get stuck in repair because they don't understand the union moment. Yes. Uh, another example, 
is um, uh, a lady who came to me with um, bleeding from her uterus. She was growing fibroids and then she'd bleed them out. She'd grow fibroids, bleed them out. And this is a classic example of people not understanding the two phases. Uh, so she had this for eight years. She was under medical treatment. She's been on medication to control it, but it was no longer doing that. And the doctor said she needed a hysterectomy. She did not want a hysterectomy. She went to a herbalist and the herbalist said it would stop the bleeding, but it appeared to make the bleeding worse. So this is, if you understand the two phases, this is what was happened. Eight years ago, she was in stress. When she's growing the fibroids, that's a stress state. That's your sympathetic nervous system. But when you bleed them out, that's the repair phase. So the bleeding's actually a good thing. It really is, but it's not good if you keep repeating it. That's bad. So she's stuck in the process. The herbalist just moved her through the repair phase further, but it didn't take her out the other side to help. It just moved her through it further, so the bleeding sped up. So when I found, when she came to me, got referred to me, we only had about six weeks to resolve this. I found the UD moment. I found the shock that had created the process in the first place. Switched it off. I told her what would happen. I said the bleeding would speed up a little bit and it would gradually pitter down because that's what happens as you move through repair when it comes to that scenario. And she was a bit nervous about that because she'd never been told something like that before because nobody can tell you what's going to happen generally with symptoms. But if you understand this, you can. And um, and that's exactly what happened. A week and a half, it, it sped up. It got a bit worse and it gradually pittered out. And she was absolutely fine. And within four weeks, she was told by a doctor she no longer needed a hysterectomy. Uh, flus and colds, another very brief example. This guy with bronchitis that I told you about, you know, he had this problem with his business partner. As he was trying to resolve it, the bronchitis came out and it was trying to heal, but he couldn't heal it completely because the shock was still running. It, the guy was still in his environment and it was really, really stressing him. So it's a if you understand the process, another one of my, my friends actually, a very good example of the, of the two phases, is she, um, she, was, uh, she went down with a cold uh, once a week, every month for, th- for a good four or five months. So every week out of every month, she would have this streaming nose and cold. And after a while, she's got fed up with it. And then uh, it hit July, she had it since January, it hit July, and she ha- it came out for three weeks solid. She just couldn't get rid of it, no matter what she did. She felt dreadful, she was tired, exhausted. Yeah. So she came to me and she said, right, okay, well, you know, can you help? I said, yes. I said, what was the shock in January that got up your nose, do your territory that you, that you couldn't digest? And she went, well, she said, I went to my boss at work and I said, can I have my usual holiday in July that I normally do have, that she had every year for seven or eight years? And her boss went, no. Instant Udin moment, instant shock. She went, she'd already booked the holiday because she had it every year. So she went to shock, she stressed about it. And for three weeks out of every month, she would stress about it. But the week where she'd gone to her boss, the same days in the month where she'd gone to her boss, she went into repair. And so... Uh, that's she unconsciously that's, she on a cycle. Yeah, yeah, she's on a cycle yeah, now of resolving yes. it for a week, then going back to stress. Yeah. And in July, what happened was she'd gone back to her boss again and said, look, can I have his time? And the boss went, yeah, of course you can. And as soon as it resolved environmentally, it started streaming, but she couldn't stop it because she was still so angry, so resentful that her boss had caused all this stress for literally un- and, no reason yeah, at no all. Reason, yeah. And all I did, I cleared that moment of shock when she asked her boss... And within 24 hours, uh, 36 hours, the cold had completely vanished. And it was really, really simple, but I understood these two phases. Now, once you understand the two phases, you then go, well, what starts the two phases unnaturally? And that is a UD moment. Yes. And a UD moment is something unexpected, dramatic, isolating, with no coping strategy. And if you have a UD moment, it puts you into these two phases. And it can be small or it can be big. You know, one of my clients went into a UD moment because he's 
girlfriend insulted his car and it hit his lower back. Um, other clients have been interviewed in moments because they've been abused or raped. Uh, other clients have just heard something that triggered them or saw something quite innocuous or simple, but it triggered them into this Udi moment. Yeah, I see a lot of people that I work with, especially with the emotional side of stuff, it's them Udi moments that, that, but they think that they don't understand that that's what's actually causing the problem. No. They, they're too busy thinking about the problem. Oh, I've got self-worth issues. Well, no, no, that's the symptom. That's the symptom. The, 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 the cause, cause, the cause is the, is the moment. moment. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if you understand the Udi moment, you can find it very quickly. So the model I follow is not about finding the emotions or the thoughts. I don't go, what's the anger or the fear? Because that's, a, again, an old model, but you could be angry and fearful about lots of things. Yeah. I actually feed in what the Udi moment is. So if someone comes to me, you know, with a, 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 a shoulder pain, for instance, I will say to them, what happened? It was unexpected, dramatic, isolating, with no coping strategy, where you felt burdened, and it affected your self-worth. Yeah. And depending on what side it is, I'll go perhaps father or partner or business. Or if it's other side, I might go mother, baby, nest. And they'll instantly know what it was. Um, you know, I had a client come to me the other day and she's been suffering with vertigo and dizziness. And she's got lots of other problems. Uh, and she's tired of it. She had it for months and she actually works local to me and I keep seeing and I said, you know, come and see me. She finally decided to come and see me and I fed in the shop. I said, you know, what is it that's uh, that's unjust, that's knocked you off balance? She went, oh my God, it's work. Yeah. Instantaneously, she knew what it was yeah. and we started switching it off. So when you feed the union moment incorrectly, the information comes up. So the two really important key things there are a union moment, which then moves you into the two phases. Yeah. And this is all, you know, the, the two phases is actually medicine. It's actually your nervous system. Yeah. The only thing that is slightly unusual is the union moment. But the two phases is actually your nervous system at work. So it's all it's all your body. It's all anatomy and physiology. Yes. So it's not that's it's not weird. It's, it's a, a natural normal, process. Normal all we're saying that starts this normal response into a negative response is a shock, yeah. which is not really that weird if you think about it, because think about what stresses you out in life. Think yeah. about the things that shock you and upset you. Yeah. The one thing we've all got in life that we all have is shocks. Yeah, we're all and, and they're happening all the time, shocks and trauma. And we said this in the last podcast where, you know, you get different levels. People think that a trauma is where sometimes, you know, you got sucked out of a window of a plane at 30,000 feet and <laughs> yeah, landed, yeah, yeah, yeah. landed in a pond and narrowly survived. And yeah. they're like, oh, that must have been traumatic. Yeah. Or, you know, you got thrown out of a car window doing 125 miles an hour down a country rain and survived. No, the traumas are just shocks. and they they're are just shocks. And they, and they can start from very, really low level stuff, very, very simple level. Yeah. For example, I can jump out of a bathroom and make you jump. Yes. So that would that would be a, that's that, right, be a that, shock. Like a jump, like a boom, like, and that gives you a shock. But so those that, that when somebody makes you jump, just to convey this to the listeners that that's an emotional shock. And if you can understand that every time you have something like that emotionally or mentally or whatever it is, they can start off there to the point that you've actually been sucked yeah. out of a plane and uh, thirty thousand feet. Let me clarify: someone jumping out of a bar is yeah. not going to make you ill. No, um, no, but I'm no, trying. But, I'm trying to no, get them so they understand what a, no, the, the shock, shock is. is. Yeah, yeah. That, it, that's the feeling of a shock. But for a shock to actually make you ill or create a disease in you, it has to have those four things. It must be unexpected. Yeah. It must be dramatic. Yeah. It must be, and doesn't doesn't mean that there are explosions and fireworks everywhere. It just means you made it dramatic. Yeah. It must be isolating, so you I'm feel like you're on your own. I'm surprised in most of the population then, aren't I? Exactly, yeah, well, they are. Uh, it must be isolating, and you must have no coping strategy. So yeah. unexpected, dramatic, isolating with no coping strategy. If the shock you have is one of those four things, regardless of how severe the shock is, how minor or major it is, yeah. if it's one of those four things, depending on how you've perceived it, it can hit the body, hit an organ, and then create the illness and diseases like 
flus, viruses, uh, uh, arthritis, um, fibromyalgia, autoimmune problems, from not all, simple ones right the way through to very serious diseases. And by understanding this process in the body, you can actually resolve uh, pain and illness fairly quickly. Because once you switch on, off the union moment, the body naturally goes back into repair and then would, 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 it, ultimately it, would reduce the, the, the chemicals or whatever's causing that it, weakness. It does. Once body. you switch off the union moment or union moments and yes. the triggers, the body moves into repair and then comes out the other side of repair and you heal. Yeah. But the problem is most people are stuck in the repair state. That's why they're ill because the process has been triggered unnaturally. And one of the things that, that a lot of people don't understand is especially counsellors and psychologists, if you go to a psychologist and they're looking at illness and disease and they look for trauma, you may not have trauma. So they won't understand why you're ill. So when you go with anxiety sometimes, they'll look and go, well, you haven't got any trauma. So they, they blame the chemicals in your brain. But it's not trauma, it's a yielding moment yeah. you're looking for. It's something unexpected, dramatic, yeah. isolated, with no coping strategy. That doesn't have to be traumatic, and this is where they go wrong. And so then they blame other things like the chemicals in your brain, or it's just who you are. No, you're looking Or they give it labels. Or they give it labels. ADHD, ADHD or ADHD stuff, like stuff like that. Yeah. Where actually, it's just a yielding moment. Yeah. So the two things I want you to take away from this are the yielding moment, something that shocks you, and this two-phase principle of understanding your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems. If you can understand this, and this is a very basic understanding, by the way, guys, it's it's quite in-depth stuff, and you uh, and and it's if you can understand a little bit of it and take away what I've said, then it will help you a little bit understand why your body's ill. Um, and the other thing, the other thing that can keep pain and illness running, and I want you to understand this as well, although we have talked about it before, is guilt and shame. So one thing that actually can cause us to be ill and can actually cause us to not want to get better is guilt and shame. And if that is running, if there's guilt and shame in the union moment, that can actually keep you ill or create the illness and stop you from wanting to get better. And it can actually cause you to do all the things that you know won't help you deep down yeah. and make it look like you're getting, trying to get better, but you really know you're not going to mm. and you, your guilt and shame keeps you away from that. And I often find sometimes that people uh, who, who uh, sometimes call me up they don't come and see me because they know I can get them better and their guilt and shame won't allow that's that. That's spot on and that's what I get all the time. Because yeah, as yeah, soon yeah, as yeah, I yeah, tell yeah. them this stuff, yeah. you can literally hear the silence on the end of the phone of them shifting going, shit. Yeah, yeah you can hear their fear. <laughs> you can, you can literally feel it or hear it. Yeah. You can literally, so it's a really strange... That's a really strange thing, but I know when I tell somebody, do you know what I can actually, I, I will fix you, I will heal you, yeah. I will sort that, I will, it will go away like like magic. Yeah. And you can hear the energy change, yes. if that makes any sense. You can yeah, hear yeah, the yeah. change in silence. You can, you can hear the change, yeah. you can. Because someone who is running guilt and shame, they, they, they are, it's not they don't want to get better, logically, but the guilt and shame is is saying they don't deserve to get better or they're not good enough, they're not worthy of getting better because of something they've done in the past. And tragically, that guilt and shame is not real, it's an illusion and you shouldn't feel that way. But I understand why people do. I've been there myself, and Stephen's been there yeah, as well. Yeah, I've been there. Uh, but we do notice that with the odd client we bring. I mean, I don't get many clients like that now. Most clients call me up; they really want to get better, and they come and see me. But every now and again, I do get the yeah. odd one, especially with autoimmune disease. I want to point this out: autoimmune disease has a lot of guilt and shame attached to it. So, if you're suffering autoimmune disease and you're struggling to get better, please, please ask yourself what your guilt and shame is, and kind of override it. So, or, or find or find someone to help you fix it. Um, because that is causing you to stay ill. Your guilt and shame is actually keeping you stuck 
and stopping you from moving on. And it's one of the key things you have to resolve first before you even find union moments and start going through the process. And just clearing a lot of your guilt and shame will actually switch a lot of it off anyway. I'll tell you what I will say is that clearing a lot of my guilt and shames in the last, what are we coming up to now? I think we're about 13 months now I've been doing this. I think it's about 13 months. And I've been obviously at it like a... Rabbit, Rabbit. Yep. yeah, yep. uh, but I've been working and, very, and very, well. very, very. <laughs> I've been working really hard on this stuff because I, I, once I realised it. But I can actually tell you now uh, that and listeners of how much healthier I feel and I am, and how much calmer I am, and how less ill I get. I haven't hardly been ill at all. No. And and how and, good your back? Uh, it's fine. It's fine. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. It's just yeah. It's absolutely. It's getting stronger actually. I'm, I've noticed that because I've even been thinking about going to the gym and starting to work out. But just to clearing the guilt and the shames. It's all been clearing guilt, shames, and the alones and uh, yeah, just, the loneliness, just, and it's made a whole difference to my life. Yeah, and it will do if you just clear that alone. That will resolve so many issues. But the trick is you have to find it, and sometimes guilt and shame is buried deep. And you don't always know you feel guilt or ashamed about things, and you may sit there. Well, I don't, oh, I mean, I don't feel guilty no, at all. We're lying. I guarantee we're, you do. We lie. Um, we love lying to uh, myself about but, stuff. But no, it can be hidden under anger, <coughs> resentment, betrayal, yeah. injustice. Yeah. It's often hidden. You have to know some questions to get to the bottom of it. But if you do have an autoimmune disease or, or an illness like that, it is literally run by a lot of guilt and shame. So please, please, guilt and shame is an illusion. I understand you may have done something you feel bad about. I understand that you may have said things or done things that you, you know are not you, that you feel dreadfully ashamed about. But if you carry that guilt and shame with you, it will just actually create more of that bad behaviour or it will create behaviour in another way or it just ultimately keep you stuck and ill. And nobody deserves that. If I had a, a, a the worst person in the world in here, a murderer or an abuser, I would say the same thing to them because it would actually keep them doing the bad behaviour. Yeah. I don't want anyone ill or unwell. They, they would be able to change that behaviour and you and by clearing those guilts and shames. And um, I, I truly believe that and I've worked with lots of different problems and once I find a guilt and shame then and I switch that off, then a lot of the problems go away and I know through my own life of discovering this and Stephen yeah all the stuff that I and we've spoken to this about before so the, some of the guilt that I removed now all of a sudden I don't even think about it. I used to you know I used to know, knew what I'd done when I was very very a lot younger and I was a little bit bit of a naughty boy in the back in the day um, but now those have gone and I've switched those off they, they, it's very difficult to explain but they no longer seem they're no longer in my consciousness they're no, no longer in my energy they're no longer like they're no longer there no. It's like it's like be raised from the hard drive. And here's the thing: having cleared those guilts and shames, yeah. have you turned into a worse person? Yes, by a hundred times worse. You mate. do seem worse. You seem absolutely <laughs> dreadful. I'm actually far from my life as I sit here uh, yeah. right now. Take that uh, gun away from my head. Yes, exactly. Uh, no, yeah. I mean, my, well, you. I mean, you're you're probably a witness to it myself, but. Um, I, you know, I've gone through probably four or five transformations over the last eighteen months. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, but again, those transformations and those changes and the ability to be able to really grow as a person is because of removing the guilts and shames. They've yes. been the core. But They've you, been the you core. Haven't, you haven't turned into a bad person by clearing guilt and shame. You've turned into a better person. Yes, a hundred percent. You've turned it. Absolutely. Steve, Steve, when I met Stephen, he was angry. He was he wanted to punch the world basically. I mean, if he could, he would have. He, he was very angry, very bitter, very resentful, and his his actions to the way he he acted around people was actually quite negative. Yeah. And yeah. and 
by clearing his guilts and shames out, it didn't make him a worse person. He didn't start acting behaviour or doing more bad, more bad things. He actually changed his behaviour and started being a better person. Now, that person was always in Stephen. It was just buried under the anger, resentment and the guilt and shame. Yeah. The guilt and shame actually caused him to stay more angry and be more aggressive with people because he felt so guilt and shame about stuff from the past. I mean, yeah, I mean, I had a lot of stuff happen to me and it's like a, a huge amount of stuff. I mean, yeah. it's not like... I don't want to sound like, oh, I'm Martyr, you know, or whatever the would be. Do you want me to start playing a violin for yeah, you? Yeah, exactly, but yeah. I'd so... But <coughs> that's the reason why I was behaving in that way. That's right, Because yeah. it was so... I accumulated more and more. And, it's like, and the more I accumulated, the more I attracted, the more I accumulated. So it just, you know, it grew exponentially to the point where I was angry with Will because I really felt that I'd had... I'd gone into fear, victim and suffering mentality. Yeah. And I really felt that I'd had a, I had a, had a, uh, uh, life had chucked me, you know, I was unlucky. I lied bad. I was, life chucked a bad deal. I had a bad deal. And, and a lot of people believe that. They believe that life is bad and horrible and, it's, and God is having a go at yeah, them. And, yeah. and it's not, and it's actually, all it is, is just your traumas yeah. from the past and, and in, your guilt and shame. And like I said, in probably, I've probably gone through five transformations in the last two years and here I am now and, uh, you know, I wouldn't change it for the world. And I'd for like anyone to... who knows Stephen, if you're listening, he has completely transformed and and I, it's always amazing me. Still, I see, <laughs> I still see the transformation in people, and uh, it happens almost instantaneously sometimes. But Stephen is just a completely different person from when I first met him. Uh, yeah. Although, if you see his photo on his website, he does still look like a gangster. Yeah. <laughs> at the moment, at the moment, we are working on changing that though. But actually, if you look at him now, his face is completely different. He smiles. His eyes are light. He's he's coloring his face again. He he he's happier. He's more relaxed. We were only saying before we did the podcast, you haven't got that, yeah, that jerky a, energy. Yeah. But what I'm trying to point is that the guilt and shame, taking out guilt say, and shame. Can I just say something? Yeah. So when we went to the, uh, when we got to uh, the customers, we have to show their passport. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had a little joke with a woman. Yeah. I said, don't joke about it now. I said, uh, I said I'm a lot older now, now than there. She went, oh, <clears throat> now bear in mind that photograph was six years ago. Six, yeah, years, six ago. years ago. She said to me, well, you look younger now. You actually look younger now than what you do on the photograph. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's like six years. Six years ago. And that's that's one of the that's a positive <coughs> side effect of clearing trauma and these yeah. emotions that you actually start to look younger. And uh, I saw a lady a couple of weeks ago and I saw her again this week. So I saw her last week for the first time. She came again this week and she instantaneously looked younger just from one session of clearing out uh, how she felt about her, her just her son going to school. I've seen, I've seen, I've witnessed it in here with people. When yeah. I've cleared that last thing, yeah, I it, it, you see, it's like a, it's, it's like amazing. it's a bit weird. It's a bit like a holographic. It just yeah. all of a sudden the face seems to just look differently and younger. Yeah, and it it's does. like it's an you go, oh, what happened there? It's like it's yeah. like electronic. Like someone's done some graphic work on them, and it happens yeah. live right in front of your face. Yeah, it's like they Photoshop Fra- right live. in front of you. It live, does, it does, a live Photoshop <laughs> right there. <laughs> uh, but no, that really happens with people. It's quite yeah. miraculous. And I, I know it sounds, you know, magical and out there, but it happens every day. Yeah, it's a it. positive side effect of of doing um, DTO. In fact, you know, I had a lady come and see me, and she was so um, down on herself. Her self worth was so low, and she thought she was vile and disgusting. And she'd been going to counselling for eighteen months to resolve this, and within three weeks, that's all gone. Of yeah. doing it, and she looks younger already, and fitter and healthier. And she's more confident in herself. Yeah. And she doesn't think she's violent anymore. Yeah. Um, so it, this trauma and this illness, these guilts and shames create a lot of problems and they can keep illness and disease running. And 
it also stops you from wanting to get better. And I see a lot of people, especially with autoimmune problems, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, all those sorts of problems, they don't want to get better because they feel so guilt and ashamed about something. And I get it, I've been there myself. Uh, when I was very ill, I, I, I the one thing that got me out of it was actually healing my guilt and shame because I I realised that's what was going on and I realised I was keeping myself stuck, that I was punishing myself. I deserved to be ill and I deserved to be unwell and not be successful because I felt so guilty and shame about something from the past. Yeah. And this was a revelation to me. I didn't know this was in there. Uh, but when I found it, uh, for a few weeks, I almost, I found it and then went, oh, I, I couldn't clear it. I, I blocked myself. I did. I, I, I do it. I've done it as well. But then after that, I just went, you know, I can't do this anymore. This is not fair. I, I, I want to be healthy and well. And, and I started healing that. And since then, I've got better and better. So the, I'll very cover very briefly the three key components to illness and disease are understanding the unit moment, something that shocks you, understanding the two phases, the stress and repair phase, and they're actually connected, yeah. and you move from stress to repair, and understanding that guilt and shame keeps the process running and causes you to stay ill when there's actually no reason to at all. Um, we're not putting down any other treatments. We're not saying you shouldn't go to the doctors or anything like that. What we're saying is if you, what you're trying is not working, if you're not getting better, if you've been told nothing can be done uh, and you really want help and if you can find us, maybe you can hire... Oh, that's the A-team, isn't yeah. it? Uh, sorry, wrong show, folks. No, what I'm saying is if, if nothing works and you want to get better or you've been told nothing can be done, then contact me and Stephen. We work with problems like that all the time. I certainly do. I get people come to me when they've tried everything and nothing's worked and 90% of the time with people, I can help them get better. Uh, by following this model, by following the two phases, the union moment, clearing guilt and shame, clearing triggers, and you've experienced, although illness disease is your expertise, you've noticed things oh, change well, naturally just by clearing trauma. Yeah, and well, not only that as well, I mean, there's certain things that I do know, um, obviously talking to you, so, you know, all, once I get it, once I know what the, what that, what what part of the body relates to the thing, I get it straight away and I'll clear yeah. it and it'll heal up, so yeah. I don't have a problem with that, and I know I can get to you at the end of the, at the, end of the phone, no problems, but um, for me, my I've noticed how much healthier people are getting every week just by coming and seeing me for an hour, switching off all their guilts and shames and dealing with their traumas and they're getting healthier I mean there's that girl she lost a stone and a half in yeah it's incredible it's incredible and how long has she been trying to lose that weight for Uh, I don't know I'd say years yeah years well most people do it adds another positive side effect of clearing trauma you you just drop off weight generally Um, so it's very important to clear your past and your trauma and you may not as I said it's not trauma it's a shock it's a yielding moment it's something unexpected dramatic isolating with no coping strategy um, I hope that's been useful obviously that's a really brief understanding of illness and disease and at some point we may cover specific illness and disease and I'll take you through exactly the root union moment and shock for those illness yeah. and diseases which will probably be very beneficial for you guys um, but that was a brief overview of it and if you have any questions then you contact me and Stephen um, uh, through our websites yeah absolutely so uh, yeah you can contact me on healingthemind.co.uk um, you can find Jonathan on his website, which is www.decodingpain.com. Uh, you can contact us by email if you have a specific request or if you have something you'd like us to cover or if there's some questions you would like us to, to discuss. 
uh, on the podcast, you can contact insideoutaffect at gmail.com. Um, don't forget that uh, you can go on to uh, Eventbrite if you're in the UK or specifically in the London, Essex area and book uh, tickets for the uh, Law of Attraction event which will hold on the 17th of August at the Lavender Rooms in Thurrock. Uh, myself and Jonathan will be discussing how to make Law of Attraction work for you and how to remove the blocks and uh, also, if you're going to be listening to this in the next seven days, we're in an exhibition at the uh, at the Dovedale Centre in Chelmsford. We are, we're at the Expo, yes. So right. we'll be doing that, and that's really our official launch of the Inside Out Effect as a business. Um, which what is, date's that? Thursday the... Thursday the 25th. 25th, we'll be yep. there, yes. And we will be uh, showing off our wares and obviously trying to... You uh, keep your wares yourself. Thank um, you. Cheers, awesome. mate, I will. Yeah. I've been kept to yourself for a while now. Have they? So, okay, yeah. that's... Uh, yeah, but so, um, yes, yeah, so we'll be basically at the business exhibition trying to encourage businesses to get us into uh, their framework and obviously we can switch off stuff like stress and uh, health issues for individual yeah. members of staff and clients and uh, and obviously even at the higher level, board level and director level because I imagine there's a lot of stress. Well, having come from that environment myself already, I know what goes on there. So, so yeah, so that's what we're going to be doing. Uh, so I think next week we did promise... Because uh, I've had a few people inquire and send in stuff to us about the second Law of Attraction. We're going to do Law of Attraction Part 2. Law of Attraction Part 2. The Revenge. The Revenge. I believe Fantastic. that's what we wanted to do, wasn't it? Great. Yeah, we know we want to do yeah, Law of Attraction so Part 2. So let's cover that because I think that's probably about the right time as well. Because um, we're going to be doing these talks and so. Yeah, they're hugely, hugely popular. Law of Attraction is a massively popular subject. Yeah, you had a full house again on Saturday, didn't you? I had an absolute full house. It was packed out. Uh, all four was, people all four people yeah those are there <laughs> no uh, the, the room was packed it was, it, it, it's only a, a small room uh, in Lavender Rooms it's an absolutely beautiful room she's got a lovely house and a, lovely a lovely lady home. as well Rachel's too. absolutely gorgeous and uh, um, uh, it was all tickets were sold out uh, everyone uh, attended and loved it and asked lots of questions and hope they learned and I know for a fact one lady went away because um, I taught a very basic way to clear guilt and shames on the training and I know for a fact one lady went away and cleared, cleared one of her guilt yeah. and her problem just vanished she actually messaged uh, Jackie the lady organising and said oh my god my problem's gone uh, just from that little one little technique that I taught her yeah. um, and the other thing that we are thinking about doing is setting up little workshops I was just about to say this I was just about to say that uh, you stole my yeah. uh, we're about to set up some workshops <laughs> um, to uh, like half day workshops teaching the DTO system to heal law of attraction yeah. and to heal your traumas and past guilt and shames yes. to get law of attraction to work for you and we'll be starting that very soon so if you're interested in learning that you're in the UK and, you, uh, and you're and you in the Essex area yeah. and you want to come along to that then let us know it'll be highly worthwhile anybody travelling a long way to come and do that because it's life changing mate but yeah you will heal stuff in a few hours that you've not been able to heal before in the past yeah. things will just drop out of your system and so not only that as travel. well you'll start attracting stuff into your life as well because we'll also you'll also uh, we will also be um, showing you how to remove the guilt and shames that are blocking your, yeah. your the, what you're, you're attracting in life and it's really strange you know like I never I mean I thought it was all hocus pocus mumbo jumbo magic but the more I do this the you more did, stuff yes. I mean like unbelievable I mean when we got that phone call yeah you set up the business within yeah. four hours somebody's phoning us up yeah. we haven't even advertised it so no, there's proof it, it, it works. works it works perfectly well you just yeah. need to know how to evoke yeah. it Brilliant. Okay, cool. Well, we're going to leave that there. Um, hopefully, you're uh, taking a lot from our podcast. And uh, please uh, like, share, and uh, spread the word uh, about what Jonathan and myself can do. Um, I'm your host, uh, Stephen Jakes. Thank you, Jonathan, for joining us once again, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's been fun. It's been, as always, and it's we good look- to have you back. Cheers, mate. Good to have um, you back. It's nice to be back. 
Um, and so we'll see you next week on the we'll do the Law of Attraction and Revenge part two and so that's goodbye from me and from you Jonathan goodbye from him Good night. goodbye see you later